There's been a, a huge earthquake on the, the border of Turkey and Syria overnight. Death toll at the moment is uh, 3,700 plus. Uh, 7.8 on the Richter scale. That's a massive quake that's happened over there. And we've got an Australian who's actually from Melbourne but has been living in Turkey for a long time as an English teacher. Hello, Nicholas. Hi there. So whereabouts are you? How, how far were you from uh, the epicentre? So normally I live in a town about 380 kilometres from the epicentre, but I was visiting friends further out. Uh, so where I am now is about 450 kilometres away. Right. And I was jolted in the middle of my sleep um, at 4.20 a.m. And I felt everything. Wow. Like the whole town felt it. For about three minutes, everything was shaking. And we haven't felt anything like this before. Did you know, how, how long did it take, how long into that three minutes, Nicholas, before you thought this is an earthquake? I mean, look, I sort of woke up uh, sort of instinctively, instinctively. I just grabbed my phone and I had a look at the time, realised it was 4.20am. And I just, I had a look up at the ceiling. Now, I'm, I'm st- you know, I'm visiting here, so I'm staying in a hotel. And I could just see the ceiling just sort of, sort of almost going around in a circular motion, like back and forth and then side to side and then just looked really bizarre. Um, And I thought, you know, look, maybe I've got vertigo, maybe I'm dizzy, maybe I'm sick, this could be a dream. So I had a look to my left into the bathroom, right, like the ensuite bathroom, and they've got, like, towels just hanging by the basin. And I saw them just basically swinging back and forth, like swinging side to side, left and right, and hitting each other. And I thought, okay, this is this is an earthquake. I, I've lived in Turkey. Um, I lived there for about six months, and it's the most amazing country. But the buildings, I would not say, are necessarily the most stable. Right. So no, you're you're right. They're held together often with you know like a prayer and and <laughs> some good luck. Mm. I mean, is there a lot of devastation around you? Around me, no. Because um, where I'm staying at, so Midiat is quite an old town, and a lot of the buildings here are made from stone. And they're sort of, you know, they've got maybe a meter, a meter and a half thick walls. Like they were built to last. So I, I feel quite safe where I'm staying right now. Um, but in the marketplace, I went down to the marketplace today, and there are a few new buildings there. And one of them was actually condemned. So it had been completely abandoned. You could see parts of it had just buckled and they just taped it off so that no one could go in. And I'm telling you, this is somewhere 450 kilometres away from the epicenter. Yeah. yeah. Nicholas, having yeah. spent a lot of time in Turkey and, of course, it's near the Syrian border as well, but gosh, hasn't that country copped absolutely everything the last decade? Mm. What's the capacity right. for the Turks to be able to deal with this? They are calling everybody that can join the, the, the rescue efforts. Uh, from what I understand, there are at least 30,000 people still under the rubble, still trapped under the rubble um, as, of, as of a few hours ago. And that's in like seven major cities that are around the epicenter of the earthquake. So I'm just talking about like the main provincial capitals like, you know, Antakya, Shanli Urfa, Malatya, Gaziantep, um, Adiyaman, etc. Uh, and really, uh, if anybody can 
come to Turkey and help in the rescue efforts or donate to the rescue efforts. It would be much appreciated. You know, we appreciate your prayers. We appreciate your prayers for Turkey and for Syria. But if people can actually help in a more meaningful way, that would be much better and much more appreciated. What are they asking for people to do? Like, what, are you, what what's your course of action now, Nicholas? Is, is it, you know, you're a school teacher. Do you just continue to teach? Are you supposed to be heading in and helping? What are you going to do? I mean, I don't know because... Um, really, I'm, I'm just trying to sort of figure out what to do at the moment. Uh, I don't live in the earthquake zone, mm. and really, I don't, I don't know anyone in the earthquake zone. I had one friend who I didn't even know was there, who's a, a tourist from the United States. He actually just called me, and he said that he got caught in the middle of, of uh, the earthquake, and he was staying in a hotel in Gaziantep, yeah. and he said to me, Nick, I just ran out barefoot, half naked. He's like in the middle of the night. And, you know, it's been snowing here. We had a snowstorm the day before the earthquake. Mm. So, you know, it's been snowing, it's been raining. And this guy just ran out and he's like, look, (laughs) he thought, you know, I went back in to to get some footwear and and to get get a coat. And he's like, you know, lucky some people had started lighting fires in the... Um, in the sort of square in front of the hotel because it was really cold. I mean, we're talking about in the middle of the night, Yeah, you know, freezing temperatures, below freezing even. Well, this will be massive. International needs to be pretty swift. I'm sure Red yeah. Cross and Red Crescent will get out the you know, details of how we can supply probably cash yeah. from Australia. Oh, and thank you so can. much, Nicholas. Stay safe. No worries. Thank you very much, guys. Robin, Terry and Kip on Brisbane's Kiss 97.3.